0: We are counting down the episodes until we get to do our huge. Football extravaganza show here on the Sports Cubicle with the marvelous one, Dan Marver, Devin Tingle, Paul Shavari, and myself, Mike Mercado, here on WCPT 820 AM. But before we get to have that wonderful episode, we have to break down what happened in Seattle with the Chicago Bears and the Seattle Seahawks. Some interesting play from Justin Fields, the first stringers, and some general thoughts of how this organization is handling the roster, and more specifically, the Roquan Smith situation. Now, before we get into the conversation that Devin, Paul, and myself had. News hadn't broken yet that Roquan Smith will now play out the rest of his rookie contract, and we will see now next year if he is going to get a new deal, if he will find a new team, if they will franchise tag him. But before we had that information, we recorded this really fun deep dive of the Bears' first two preseason games. So just a quick heads up that that news has been broken. The marvelous one, Dan Marver and myself. We'll talk about it later on on this edition of the Sports Cubicle. But until then, enjoy this deep dive of the Bears' first two preseason games and the way Ryan Pulse and Matt Eberflus have developed this new roster. It's the Sports Cubicle with Devin Single, Paul Shavari, Dan Marver, and myself, Mike Mercado. (laughs) If you're going to DraftKings FanDuel, if you're watching any one of the experts talking about the NFL this season, you might want to savor every single one of these Bears preseason victories as the Chicago Bears go to the West Coast, the Pacific Northwest, and beat the horrible, probably even worse off Seattle Seahawks. They went 27-11, moving to 2-0. We got to see a little Justin Fields. But more importantly, I think the vibes, babe, are feeling pretty good for the depth of this Bears team. But, of course, it can't just be a nice week for the Chicago Bears. We still have this Roquan Smith thing going on. We're going to hit all of it. It's Devin Tingle. It's Paul Shavari, the marvelous one. Dan Marvel will join us later. I'm Mike Mercado here on the Sports Cubicle, breaking down everything that's been happening at Soldier Field at Hallis Hall over for the Chicago Bears. Devin, you saw what happened. Justin Fields, some nice connections with Cole Kametz. It looked like, oh my gosh, a coaching staff actually knows how to move the pocket, get their quarterback out of danger and make plays that are you know suit his tributes. What did you think about what you saw for the second preseason game of the Chicago Bears?
1: Well, I took some notes during the game, and I'll just share them with you. Offense, passing game. All right. Running game. Good. Offensive line. Oof. Defense. <laughs> Meh. Special teams. All right. Thank you for listening to the sports cubicle, everybody. But <laughs> no, I mean, you took the words out of my mouth right there, Mercado, at the beginning here. It's like, is this more the Bears are good or is the Seahawks just a team that's really bad and got really exposed here? I mean, it's Geno Smith and Drew Locke fighting for starting quarterback role here. That should tell you all you need to know there. But definitely nice seeing a competent team and a team that I think actually wants to work with this young quarterback. And you know, help develop Justin Fields. And granted, he went five for seven and he was four for seven the week before. So this is progress. Woo, one more completion, baby. He just had a little bit less yards. And I'm hoping in game three, we see more of Justin Fields because there's some rumors that we won't. And I think that'd be a bad decision, especially the young quarterback for a team that's not going to be so great this year. But definitely, I think. I came in this session, Ricardo. Okay, this team is going to be terrible. When we talk about this, I'm going to trash the Bears. And other than the defense and the offensive line, and the defense really didn't get bad until close to the end of the second half, I really don't have a lot to complain about the Bears. I mean, yes, this was mostly second and third string here, and I'm hoping that we see a lot more Kolkomet and Justin Fields in game three. And I'm hoping Ibraflus is not like Matt Nagy and will actually take some chances here to make this team go a little bit better here. And I'm glad Paul is here because Paul, your boy, Nathan Peterman, he played better than any quarterback in that game that week, despite having no touchdowns in <laughs> 83 yards here. I cannot stand Nathan Peterman. I think he's terrible. I remember from his Bills days. You are a residential Raiders fan here. So Paul, I'm curious, what did you think of the quarterback's situation? Fields gets his
2: one possession of the game. Pretty good numbers. Didn't end in the touchdown. Didn't get sacked. Um, you know, see, so take what you will. I think you're right, Devin, though, that it, it, it is really like more about the Seattle Seahawks just being that bad of a team that was exposed more so than the bears being good. But at the same time, I think maybe there's just elements here of guys really want it. Maybe guys are buying into the Eber system and, and, you know, really, really trying to work hard at this and, 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 get, you know, guys are fighting for jobs. Guys are just fighting to get noticed in the NFL, you know, so maybe they're just kind of pushing a little bit harder than some of the teams in the preseason, but going back to your thing about Peterman Devin, a lot of people really pinpoint. I think he had that one game with the bills where didn't he throw like a ridiculous amount of interceptions? Like it was like statistically one of the most horrible games a quarterback could ever have in the NFL. And I think he'll never out. Yes. Peterman though. So he, he's a guy that's probably going to end up being a coach, you know, more so than anything because of just how well he can read systems but he's also just doesn't have the physical attributes, I think, to be a starting quarterback regular in the NFL. But, but I really do think as far as running a system or buying into a system, you know, and a guy that can help be a quarterback uh, that that's a clipboard, clipboard holder, Peterman would be
1: probably the ideal candidate for that.
0: This is the most run Nathan Peterman's ever going to get this whole entire
1: season. So shout out to Nathan I was, Peterman. I was trying to say, I'm like, I just made a silly joke at Paul because he's a resident. God fan. bless you. And he's like, all right, here's everything on Nathan <laughs> Peterman.
2: <laughs> but I'm telling you, like, don't be surprised this year. If you're like, oh man, Semyon had a terrible game, but Peterman looks pretty good in garbage time. Will he win the starting job over Fields? No. But if Fields gets hurt, we may have to rely on. It him doesn't to matter that quarterback in the city.
0: We won't be doing shows then if Justin Fields gets hurt because we
2: will have to be watching Trevor okay. I'm and, saying, and I'm Peterman just saying. Peterman play. Dude, do, do not replay the tape and be like Paul got Justin Fields injured. But, but yeah, yeah, saying, run, it back. run it back. Like producer. an extreme worst case scenario is realistically you may be rooting for Peterman to to at least not get other guys hurt, but not win games. So they can get a better draft pick.
0: We could kind of move on a little bit past this game. There's a lot of things to talk about. Seeing Tevin Jenkins move from the left to the right side where he probably belongs. trying to see how this offensive line is going to get together. So many injuries from this team. But we talk about Justin Fields, and it's not just injury based off of what's going on with the offensive line, but you're looking at a team that has a lot of injuries at wide receiver. And we're trying to find out where Darnell Mooney is going to land when it comes to his placement in the top 25. Can he get to the top 15? Where is he if he's going to want that extension? There are guys over the next few years who are going to want money beyond Roquan Smith. And we'll get to that in just a little second, how that does impact Justin Fields. If we're putting everything on the table, showing all the the cards that we have. The Chicago Bears season comes down to what is the development of Justin Fields? It doesn't matter if you win 12 games, if you win eight games, if you win six games, if you win three games. If you see substantial growth from Justin Fields based off of a weak wide receiver crew and a tight end that's unproven, an offensive line that's being rebuilt, that is more than enough to go into the next season. But if you don't have the pieces, if you don't have the development put around him to development, you're going to do what a lot of people did. One of Paulie's favorite quarterbacks, his guy in Derek Carr, look what they did to his brother in Houston. If you don't give these guys the weapons to flourish, they're going to crash and burn. Now, we did talk about the depth of this team. I do think what's going to help this team is this regime, this new front office with Ryan Poles and whether it's Matt Eberflus getting the best out of the guys that he can it does seem to look like you saw it in the Kansas City game and now you've seen it in this Seattle game the second unit the third unit the depth on this Bears team is not a laughing stock and in the NFL we talk about injuries so they're going to be in a lot of games that, when the the margin of a loss is three points anything can happen this is a team that can win six seven games but it all is All of it, it doesn't matter. It's all on Justin Fields. Now, knowing that, I wanted to talk about this because for all those who are listening to this, joining us now this NFL season, first of all, welcome. Thank you for joining us here on the Sports it Bill. It is Devin Siegel, Paul Shavari, the marvelous one, Dan Marvin, myself, Mike Mercado. We've had this argument about Khalil Matt and how valuable he is. It's not an argument how great he is, but the cost of doing business with a player like Khalil Matt. Roquan Smith is now in that position. The difference is Roquan's a 25-year-old inside linebacker moving to the outside. It's a new defense, but we've seen all the attributes. We've seen that he ranks right with his contemporaries, right there with Leonard, that this guy is worth the money. And my argument, my stance on this is you need somebody who's going to be able to keep you in a game defensively. You can't have Justin Fields having to drop back seven times, having a seven-step drop back, so that he could throw it 40 yards because you're down by 21 points heading into the second half. You need to have a defensive anchor. And if you're actually going to put Roquan in a spot where he's going to be able to get sacks, get to the quarterback, the most important position besides quarterback is the guy who goes after the quarterback. And if you could develop that from a stud that is second-team All-Pro, has all the stats to be an All-Pro, you need to pay him. Now, you saw all this happening in Oakland and then Vegas with Khalil Mack. What are some of the benefits of paying a great player and also some of the downfalls if you do pay him, Paulie?
2: the Raiders faced a situation where they ended up giving Derek Carr such a large contract that it, it, it just wasn't really possible to give Khalil Mack the contract that he eventually got with the bears. And that was to be paid as much as, or more than Aaron Donald. Did he deserve it? Sure. I mean, based on his past, I mean, he was a defensive player player of the year at the time um, in between, I think when Donald got it, you know, and, and you saw the impact that Mack had on the bears in 2018, there's, there's no mistake how important of a linebacker in the league Khalil Mack has been but I think the Raiders were faced with a tough situation and ended up having to make the choice and and I do think that for as dumb as people thought it was at the time they kind of really had no choice mainly because Mack was going to be a holdout for this money but the Raiders would have been hamstrung by having Carr and Mack take up so much of their payroll that what can you really put around them and and so you know and, and that's I know it's been so much time, but that's allowed them to give Carr the extension, bring in Devontae Adams and, you know, pay Max Crosby what, what he's worth, who's been kind of the diamond in the rough after Mack left. How that equates to the Bears, at some point, you're going to have to pay Justin Fields. I- ideally, you know, the best, the, the best case scenario, what we're all really hoping for is that Justin Fields, beyond his rookie contract, is an all-pro quarterback in the league, and Khalil Mack not sorry, not Khalil Mack, but Roquan Smith mm-hmm. is an all-pro linebacker in this league. But if you end up paying both of them a significant amount of money, what what crumbs are left for the guys that are left on the roster? And, and we're talking about a, a mess of a wide receiving core in 2022, but they're going to have to address that situation. And you can't do it on drafting alone. I mean, you'd have to, you know, th- that'd be such a, um, a lottery ticket to draft, like, four or five great wide receivers over the next three years for Justin Fields. It's possible. We, we really don't know quite yet how great at scouting Ryan Poles is. And I'm excited to see how he develops this team in his own image. But, but I think that right now they're faced with a situation where they almost feel like they have to pay Roquan Smith. And so, so come down, it comes down to this for me. If you truly believe that Roquan Smith is the future of your defense, like you've got your Khalil Mack then you pay the man. And especially if he's not looking for that max deal like, like Mac is, where he's one of the highest paid defenders in the league, maybe you're getting certain value by doing this now rather than later, depending on the type of deal that you work out with him. But the problem is, is will this compromise you later down the road? And if it does, I think you have to look at the fact that the reason why the Raiders made the decision, what they did, is because the logical choice is side with the quarterback because the quarterback is going to be – the biggest reason why you're a successful team, if you're a successful team. so And, and I really do truly feel that Justin Fields has some, some really great attributes to be an all-pro quarterback in this league. So I think eventually that's where a lot of your money is going to go to. Um, so, so a move like bringing in Roquan Smith on a long-term deal now suggests to me that they're almost desperate instead of planning for the long haul. And, and this is not Ryan Poles' uh, linebacker. This is, this is Ryan Pace's linebacker. Um, I'm sure Poles loves that he has him, but at the same time, let's see what Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles want out of their defense instead of trying to uh, sustain what the the previous administration brought in.
0: It's some great points, and it's just something for Bears fans to keep in mind. If the future is bright, if Justin Fields works out what this team will have to face on the road. Now there is the caveat that they have about $100 million coming up next year in cap space. And if you're creative, if you know how to do the guaranteed money and then put all the back loaded stuff, you could become like the LA Rams. And for some reason, just never have to worry about money and have every single player. But you got to get to that moment. You got to get to that point. And you're right. This all falls down to the development of Justin Fields and if Matt Aberfluce could coach these guys up and what Ryan Pose does as a scouting and a drafter. But Dev, you see this and you know the cap space that's coming up. You know how important and how much of a cog Roquan Smith is to this defense as, and to this team. And you also know the value of, can you get a first-rounder for him? Can you get a second-rounder for him? What can you get from if you can't sign him? Where are you landing right now on the whole
1: Roquan Smith
0: versus the Chicago Bears front office saga?
1: I'm kind of actually going to oppose Paul here on this one. I think, honestly, if this is a team that we're looking to build around Justin Fields, I love Roquan Smith. When they got rid of Khalil Mack, I said, I'm like, good, at least it's not Roquan. But looking at this now, it might be time to see what we can get out of him, especially at his young age. And I consider this a good peak of his prime. I mean, he's maybe got another two or three good years in the NFL. But, you know, if we get a good first round draft pick or maybe even a wide receiver, because let's be real here. Darnell Mooney is not your he's not going to be your Allen Robinson. He's not your he'll be your number one. But he does not have the talent or potential to be your number one guy here. And quite frankly, I think what we really need to do, as I've been saying redundant, if you want to thrive in this NFC North, what do you got to do? You got to have a good offense. Unless Aaron Rodgers is just going to magically retire one day, and I'm convinced that man made a deal with Satan that he is going to be invincible for the rest of his life. We may (laughs) have to fight good offense with another great offense. And we're going to have to try to, you know, build with Justin Fields here. I'm not saying Fields should have like so much control as who gets to keep their job and who doesn't. But we really gotta look at this. Like, is Cole Komet gonna be your number one go to guy every game? We learned with Matt Nagy, if you stick to one wide receiver, the rest of the NFL is gonna figure out your system real fast here. So Roquan, love you. You did great work, but I think we need I think we need to kind of do a little bit of rebuilds here and see if we can get a good wide receiver or if we can get a couple of draft picks here because quite frankly, I think the I would think that I want the Bears to go one in 15 this year, but I do not see them having a winning record this year. I mean one in 16, I'm sorry. Yeah I Devin I,
2: I agree with you I, I I think that they only play Roquan if they truly believe you know we, we're not in the locker room we're not in the front office so we don't know you know how they truly feel about it but I'm with you I think I think you have you have a valuable asset on your hands in Roquan Smith and you can utilize that for draft picks or or maybe even veteran players that will fit into a system you know it's we got to remember this is Ryan Pace's guy not Ryan Poles' guy not mm-hmm. not Matt Eberflus's Matt guy so perhaps they can go out and find someone that, that just works better in their their defense while still getting max value out of this dude. Um, you know, on paper with the players that he can bring back.
0: This is not their quarterback either. So there's this is all on the table. This is all stuff that we have to monitor this entire season. Now you're, you're uh, right, it's wanted-
2: not their quarterback. It, it's not their quarterback. But I think you know we've talked about this off the air so many times, Mercado. That I think Fields is truly a special player, and and great quarterbacks don't just come around. So like I agree. If, if they were going to get rid of Josh Fields or Justin Fields, sorry, Justin Fields is the White Sox in me right there. Um, <laughs> but, but if they're going to get rid is. of Justin Fields, who are they replacing them with? You know, and that's, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the thing, you know, if you would have told us, you know, in the time machine six years ago that they'd replace Mitch Trubisky so quickly, we'd be like, well, that player better be better than Mitch Trubisky, you know, which was kind of a no brainer. But, but I mean, already you look at that even around the league Trubisky, fighting for a job in Pittsburgh, possibly. And meanwhile, Fields, I think, is a better quarterback. So, yeah, you're right. It's not their guy they could go after anyone. But I really, truly believe that Fields is here to stay. And as long as he stays healthy, I think we're talking about you know an all-timer Chicagoan you know someone that someone that's going to stay here for a while and and uh you know and and perform perform adequately or hopefully greater all-star worthy you know <laughs> it's and I'm glad you brought that that up because I
0: think the big difference is and you saw it with Mitch in Pittsburgh with a Mike Tomlin and I I want Bears fans to get excited about this but I want them to also temper expectations a bit but I'm going to say this listening to the press conferences looking at some of the practices Seeing how this team is much more disciplined, even if it's just a preseason, that means your backups, the guys who are even more on edge, the guys who even are more amped up, aren't having stupid penalties. You're able to get the play off in time. Justin Fields isn't rushing to get to the line with four seconds left to call a play and to see the coverage and to break down the defense. So in this short time, I've at least seen a coach who sticks to his principles and has been around the game. And I think more than is comfortable in his skin. Matt Nagy, for say what you will, never felt like he knew who he was this entire time. Whether he was the go getter, whether he was the enclosed, whether he was the offensive genius, whether he was going to be conservative, we never knew what we were getting from him over these years. I have a feeling you know what you're getting from this. Whether it ends up being horrible or whether they win a Super Bowl we have an idea that these guys are going to stick to the laurels. And I think that's important for the development of what Paul even says is somebody who could be special in your organization. Before we finish up, I just want to football's back boys. Football's back Chicago. We are back in a wonderful time. We're getting ready for postseason baseball. We're getting ready for kickoff of this NFL season. The NBA is right around the corner. We have the WNBA. It is a wonderful time. And of course we have our friends across the pond playing some crazy international soccer. So I'm loving this. So I want to give you guys a chance. Any final thoughts heading into week three of the preseason for the Chicago bears around? On the NFL, Dev.
1: quite frankly, I want to see more Justin Fields. I want to see more Cole Komet. I want to see this run game. I mean, we, I know we're kind of little David Montgomery's injured here, but a lot of the guys that are definitely here are stepping it up and they may take his job, but this is different NFL bears than we've had before. So that might not happen. Like it's been doing for years before here. Bellas Jones. He had one fumble. I think this man can be a great kick and punt returner here. I just want to make sure we know what he's doing here and he's not the next Devin Hester. He's the next Cordell Patterson at best here, but definitely (laughs) I want to see. It's funny when they have a game where they blow out the other team and I want to say, I want to see more offense, but I want to see more good offense here. I want to see more of the first stringers, not so much the second and third stringers. I get this this is preseason. You don't want to injure anyone on a game that doesn't matter here, but I think if we could definitely have Justin Fields, maybe do the entire first half and this offensive line isn't terrible. And that's. That's a sentence I really can't believe I actually just said. We shouldn't have too much to worry about. These games, in the preseason don't matter here, but I definitely want to see our young starters get more playtime here because Justin Fields is not Tom Brady. He can't just take the entire preseason off. He needs this warm-up to know what he's doing here.
0: You know, we'll blame the NFL for having such a quick turnaround from a Sunday, four days later on a Thursday, and sending a team from Chicago over to Seattle, showing how much they care about the preseason, but they have to get those Monday night football on a Thursday night money. Paulie, any final thoughts heading
2: into week three? You know, it's preseason. So I, I never really get amped up, but come on. It's baseball season. What are you talking about? <laughs> Why are you getting excited for football? I haven't worn a jacket in a long time. I don't Put even want on to mute. think about that. I'm excited for mute. regular season football coming up. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that, that maybe the white Sox have some sort of late rally that to try and win their vote. division. But I'm i am go- I'm not going to let go. I'm going to go kicking and screaming into the football Somebody season the because it's baseball season.
0: He's amazing. He's Pauly. He's going to go down with the sinking ship. He's Devin Tingle. He's amazing. The marvelous one, Dan Marver, will be joining us a little later. I'm Mike Mercado. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at TV. It's the sports cubicle. It's Devin Tingle. It's Paul Shabari. It's the marvelous Dan Marver. I'm Mike Mercado.